Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Billy Sands. Well, I want to spice up my barbecue. I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much face time with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. We're up to episode 173. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz. How you doing, my man? I am almost without pants because I get to host the show with you. That's, that's, that's very close to making the pants fly off, buddy. I keep clawing at you. We'll get them soon enough. <laughs> All right, today's show... We'll start out as we do. We'll be putting them on blast. We got a couple of phone calls. Um, talk about the tough loss to Dallas. This one is this is one for the ages again. Um, we're going to talk about a couple players, how they've progressed over the since their draft, and we're going to preview the Packers FTP. Whole lot more going on. We got a great show lined up. You ready to go, Riz? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Glam! Oh, very nice. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis and Brian B. from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Check them out. Big supporters of the show. they got a new album coming out, as we talk about, and can't wait. Brian Brookheiser on uh, Twitter. So fun, fun follow as well. He... Uh, He's always talking lions, and that's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, you want to join the crew? You get a great great bunch of stuff if you join the Patreon crew. You can join us in the Slack channel with the Riz, myself, Case, and, and all of our writers, all the other Patreon people as well. Great conversations during game day. Uh, starting next week, we're going to have a pre-show show, which includes video of us getting ready and building out the show every week and just exchanging funny quips. A lot of cool stuff. All you got to do is join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It's patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Set yourself up for a donation, a dollar, six dollars. 
$9, and we've named them by players. As much as you want to give, helps us out a lot, lets us do uh, put all the stuff together and give it to you for free, and uh, gets you some cool stuff on the side. So check it out and uh, help donate to the show. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. It's the very best place to see the Riz with no pants. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and the little bell to get notified when we go live. Been doing a lot of shows there and we have post game shows for the rest of the season, except after the Thanksgiving show. So you can catch us and uh, be part of the show. Call in, take part and have a lot of fun with us. We love it when you do that. Also, make sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. We love those five-star reviews. Hit that five-star button and let people know what they're getting into when they get into the Detroit Lions podcast. Lastly, give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week on Reddit. And, you know, has become a recent tradition, Riz. Um, we've been getting a lot of phone calls about the team and sometimes maybe officiating. And uh, we like to just start off the show by, by putting them on blast. How's it going, guys? This is Ricky B. from Houston, Texas. <sighs> Let me just say we're a hop, step, and a skip away from Dallas. So I put on my jersey this morning, or not this morning, sorry. Yesterday, uh put on my hat, went to a local bar, and it was like a walking in the AT&T Stadium. And, and watching the game, it's like we're up and we're down. You know, we're, we're, it looks, our offense was beautiful, our defense was beautiful, and then we're getting gashed on the run, and we look horrible in the run. Um, I don't know. I still love my lines, and and I can't really be that upset. I mean, the last drive that Dallas had, we we had a forced fumble. It's like, what more can you ask for? You know, just get on the ball, score, do something. But <sighs> I lost a lot of money today. But that's the life of Lions fan. What would you want to do? Push them. Hey, Chris and Kate, Alex from Kalamazoo, number two, um, calling again. I saw last week that there's, uh, I think, two Alexes from Kalamazoo. Uh, two of us called in, and you guys played our Lions line uh, messages back-to-back, so that was, that was pretty funny. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk mostly about defense this week. Uh, I really, really, really want to see Sly Williams uh, off of this starting lineup and hopefully eventually off this team. Um, he's been nothing he's been nothing except a negative a liability out there on the field i haven't seen him really make any plays um i've only seen him miss a lot of tackles including one where he had elliot in the backfield yesterday and elliot literally just kept running and and he you know he had him right where he wanted him all he needed to do was wrap him up and just take him down and he wrapped up his arms came down to wrap him up so slowly that zeke was already gone by the time his arms got to where zeke used to be like it was just pathetic he had a perfect position and he still whiffed um so I'd love to see him uh, off of the, the starting lineup at least and, and give Aishon all of his playing time. Um, and, uh, you know, Ricky Jean also has been underwhelming, but, you know, he's a veteran. He's probably providing a lot of good leadership out there and, and uh, experience um, on the line. 
And uh, we don't really have a, another person we can play in this place because, unfortunately, Sly is just so bad that you can't play him there either. So um, I would love to see um, – I'd love to see, actually, the starting lineup for the next game of Okwara, Ricky Jean, Ansa, and Han. Um, and then you can, you know, rotate Harold in there and rotate other guys. But uh, I and I guess this Lee guy, even though Lee missed uh, the easy tackle on the Dak Prescott fumble um, in the Cowboys game, you'll see uh, Han stripped it. Then Hand got held by his guy blatantly, didn't get called, whatever. Um, Deck picks it up, the ball up, starts rolling out, and Lee has him, and he just runs right by Lee because Lee, I don't even know who this fucker is, but, I mean, he needs to get his shit together. He's supposedly a defensive end that we cut uh, Donald, the offensive tackle, for, and uh, he needs to show me something because I didn't, I didn't like what I saw, little I saw of him yesterday. Um, linebackers also real quick. I, I made a post about this in the Reddit, but they need to get better at block shedding. Um, Jared Davis is great. Um, he, I, I think he's, he's got a lot of potential. He's, he's showing improvement the last two games, especially in coverage. Um, but he, he needs to learn how to shed blocks better. And so do, uh, Christian Jones and Kennard really. Um, they're all like going and hitting their blocker head on or shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. Um, and they're not keeping any space between their bodies. So once you do that, the linemen can get in into your pads and, and lock you up and get underneath your pads and grab your jersey and all that, and they're not going to get called for the hold. You have to, you know, embrace them with your arms, like a two-arm punch, and then keep your arms extended until you're ready to shed them and then just throw them away, which is easier said than done in the NFL, but it's still, uh, you know, a lot they can do. Um, there's a lot between where they are now and the ideal, you know, block shedding. So, the linebackers can get their, their block off their block. Um, I think that's going to really help uh, with this gap scheme uh, because if they're getting, you know, taken out of their gap, then other people have to leak over from their gap to defend, you know, the gap of the initial linebacker. And then that person's gap's gone so the linebacker can cut up into, you know, that initial, that other person's gap. Um, and so, you know, it, you talk about a team that's already struggling with discipline and just staying in their gap in the first place, it, you know, that adds to that, that issue when it's not just a discipline thing, but it's also out of necessity sometimes where somebody has to leave their gap to go and fill someone else's because that dude got taken out of the play on a simple, you know, a simple linebacker kicking – or, uh, sorry, offensive lineman kicking out the block to linebacker. So um, if our linebackers can't shed blocks, then, I mean, that, that's literally the majority of their job description. Uh, you can't get to tackle anyone if you can't shed blocks. So they need to do that a lot better. Um, and I just wanted to say that the, um, the secondary – uh, I loved what I saw from Slay. Um, I'm really freaking bummed out about uh, Quandre Diggs and his hand. Um, I really hope we don't lose him for too long because he is one of our best tacklers. Um, and uh, Jamal Agnew, I thought his, his man coverage yesterday looked shoddy at times. But, I mean, it, it, it was probably the most they've ever asked him to cover um, as far as nickel corner goes. And Cole Beasley, you know, gets a lot of crap because he doesn't look like much, I guess. But he is really shifty. He was fast out there the other day. And, uh, you know, when Dak has that much time to throw, I, I'm not surprised that uh, he was able to get away from Agnew the times he did. Um, even on certain plays where he did get beat, though, Agnew was right there, um, just a, like a step behind the guy and was able to bring him down. There was only once or twice where it was really bad. So I don't think we should give up on him in the nickel at all because I really do like his uh, athleticism and his ability as a defensive back. Um, I think he – and he, I think he really – um, values that being able to be more than just the special team guy, and that would help him, him you know, as a player a lot. Um, but uh, lastly, I just wanted to share a stat. The Zeke Elliott throw, the 30-yard bomb uh, or whatever at the end of the game, that's actually um, – they, they've never thrown a, a pass more than 12 yards to Zeke uh, ever. 
the Cowboys haven't. I, I heard that on uh, the athletic podcast today. So those two are saying, oh, Jared Davis, oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. How could you screw up that coverage? First of all, that was good coverage. And second of all, they needed safety help over to the top. But again, both nobody on the line probably expected Zeke to get a bomb downfield because they just don't do that with him. So anyway, just wanted to give my thoughts there. Uh, go Lions. Uh, let's beat those cheese fuckers next week. Bye. Fellas, it's Malcolm. Super late on Tuesday. It's about 7.30. Um, hopefully I can make the cut. So a couple quick things here. I'm actually not angry about the loss. I feel like the offensive game plan was strong. They moved the ball. There was a little bit of a third quarter lull, but it didn't last nearly as long as a typical Lions third quarter lull does. I actually like some of the stuff that Cooter was doing. I'll get to carry on Johnson in a minute, though. Um, the thing that is an issue, we all know it's an issue, the defensive line, the inability to get pressure. Um, Dallas, even without uh, their all-pro center, has still got some pretty decent guys, Lyle Collins, their other tackle, and obviously um, they've got a pretty good guard there, Martin from Notre Dame. So our inability to get anywhere near Dak for the most of the day allowed him just to get comfortable and do his thing. Allowed them to just run the ball with an elite um, offensive playmaker in Elliott, even though I hate him, um, at will. And, and that becomes an issue. And the fact that Bob Quinn has chosen not to address that in two drafts is an issue. Um, the fact that we haven't really truly addressed it in free agency is an issue. Um, I like the rushing linebackers we brought in, but still not enough up front. Um, they've, they've got to do something different there. Um, and until we do that, I think this team is just going to be good instead of being great. Unfortunately, TJ Lane got hurt. Um, I feel like that may, who knows, that may be one of his last games. We'll see. The guy they brought in, though, was pretty solid. Um, from what I could tell, he played a pretty good game and um, sort of quick duty there. I didn't feel like he created any of the issues uh, from a pressure perspective. That defensive end from Dallas was just a monster. Um, he was eating up Rick Wagner all day. Wagner's pretty good, and that guy was just having, having his way. Um, KJ workload got to increase. Um, all those times that Garrett was getting the ball, and I'm looking at those holes that were there, and I'm like, if KJ wasn't, he would have hit that. We would have had four or five yards. Like, I know Carrion wants to be fresh. I know he doesn't want to be a only only um, back to get carries, but you got to get more. He's the best chance we have to win in the backfield. He's got to get more than nine touches. Um, it's just not acceptable. Finally, the defense defense's vanilla stuff. Look, you don't have the personnel to do anything more spectacular than what you're doing right now. Ultimately, you know, you can't run the exotic blitzes, especially because guys aren't familiar enough in the scheme to get to that point. So I'm not really stressed out about those stories. Um, until the personnel improves and the team's understanding of the scheme improves, you're just going to be where you are. So we'll get them on next week in Green Bay. I feel pretty good that we're going to get that game. Take care, guys. Anderson Kalamazoo again. Calling about Sunday's game. Pretty pissed off at the NFL. Really tired of them always pulling for fucking Dallas. That horseshit unnecessary roughness call on Dak where he, you know, fell to the ground and then hopped right back up. There was no fucking whistle. And somehow that was roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness. Don't understand that. Bullshit pass interference, or I don't know if they're pass interference or holding on the defense. It just pisses me off seeing the NFL pull for Dallas all the time just to get better, you know, viewership and better ratings. Tired of that with Green Bay as well, but we'll get to that next week. It's sad to see the Lions defense, you know, kind of show its true face again, even though it was, you know, what we were all expecting. I mean, Dak just ran all over us. But, uh, 
hopefully we bounce back this week with Green Bay and uh, beat them at home. So. All right, there you go. I mean, you know, we'll talk about the officials uh, here very shortly, right? It, it, yeah. It's definitely part of it. It's it's definitely part of the conversation and should be, uh, but it's not wholly why the Lions lost this game, right, Riz? No, no, it's not. It is not at all. You know, there there was a lot of, of issues that are beyond <laughs> – the officials, there was there was poor special teams. There was uh, interesting play calling choices. It's it was uh, there, there's a whole lot of things there. So, yeah, you're 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 pushing too hard if you think that it was just the officials that lost this one. Right. It's been definitely a part of the equation, though. I, and, and like I said, we'll talk about that. But let's start out with one that's been a, a prime topic of discussion about this game. There's a guy named Carry on Johnson. He's got the epic name of historical significance to the Lions organization in Johnson. And his first name has the damn word carry in it. And I didn't see him carrying the ball enough. <laughs> well, we didn't see the offense enough in the second half. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, you know, this is something that you're going to have to get used to. If, you, if you're a fantasy football guy, you know this about the Patriots. They are impossible to love as a fantasy unit because Bill Belichick always goes with whatever matchup he feels is the most beneficial for the down and distance. And Matt Patricia has inherited him from that from him. That's that's what we're going to have to deal with, folks. It's not cool. I disagree with it, but it is what it is. And it's worked for them. But I, I mean, for the most part. It's, it but, has, yeah. I, you know, Blunt, I get is a short yardage back, so maybe his his yards are going to be less per carry. Is that why we're seeing his yards per carry so much lower than carry on? Because I'll tell you what, I saw some power out of that little carry, carry on's little body this year, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't mean to pick on him, right? As far as running backs, right? He's a, he's not a, a giant guy, but he he, right. he he displayed some serious as power out there on the field running, as well as you know his his greasy slippery moves that he has I, I think he's the kind of back I feel like can be in every down back do we want that out of him you talked a little bit about his freshness but uh last week when we talked do you think that's uh still a part of why he's kind of limited or do you think it's more towards the scheme and the kind of Belichick way of doing things I think it's more of the latter and I've been convinced of that um by a couple of people who I talked to um and and I'll give a shout out to uh, our friends at, at Pride of Detroit Jeremy Reisman and I had a conversation online today, and he made some very good points about it, and I agree with what he said in it. Um, it part of it is the fact that the the game situation didn't necessarily flow to him, and and, and the, the offense just wasn't good. And Johnson also wasn't good after that first run. Right. And I think that, that got lost in a lot of people, and I think Jeremy did a good job of explaining that. Um, and that's, you know, that has to get factored in. I disagree with the assertion that blunt should get or the carry on is, is being kept for being fresh. That's not something that NFL teams do. They don't give a crap about what's going to happen next year. They are trying to win now. Even the Buffalo bills with Josh Allen, God bless them as their quarterback. (laughs) They are trying to win every week. They don't care about 2019 right now. They are worried right now about week five, 2018, do not look beyond that. That's that is not something that that teams do. Teams that's why teams do not tank deliberately. That's another thing that I think fans get too wrapped up in. 
they are they're going to play their guys and if you know if if they run the wheels off Kerry and Johnson next week uh, and it gets them a win you know what they're going to be happy in the short term that it happened that's that's just the way that NFL teams do business so i don't think that there's this deliberate rest for him i think it's more of this is the way that a lot of teams not just the lions or the patriots handle their running backs they want it, they do want to keep them fresh but at the same time it's also they think that they're more effective in a committee and they have certain guys who do certain things better or the perception that guys do things better. They have a perception in Detroit that LeGarrette Blount is a better short yardage back, a better between the tackles back. It's wrong, but they still have it. And until they change that, until Johnson gives them you know, reason to overthrow that, uh, that that's going to be the status quo. And by the way, he did not run any better than LeGarrette Blount did after that first run. Yeah, so that's, that's the point I think that a lot of people are missing is, he had that uh, that first run. He had that touchdown, which was was a great run as well. Very flashy. Of course, it put points on the board. But other than that, he wasn't getting a whole lot of yards uh, in, in each of his, any of his carries, and that's that was a little disappointing. It really was, and I think that you know T.J. Lang going out altered it as well. Yeah, um, that's that, a that big was a one. problem. Mm. <laughs> that was a real problem. Yeah, this uh, this uh, offensive line that just destroyed the Patriots disappeared this week, especially after he was gone. Um, now, let's talk a little bit um, about, <sighs> I think about the offensive line, some of the the pressure that got put on S- Stafford, saw him get bent over backwards and his helmet knocked half off. And um, we're not protecting certain quarterbacks, I guess, um, compared to the, <laughs> the push on Dak, which this, I'm still, I, I, I am, you can tell me what the rules are, but that one just is is not a penalty. There was no whistle. There's and everyone that's listened to it has has said there's no whistle. Or if they think they heard a whistle, it was a quiet one right before it was pushed. Number one. Number two. He was this. If 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 that's roughing, right? I mean, come on. He was pushed. He was pushed a little bit, and he and and he went. I'm just that whole that whole kind of concept um, was was redonkulous to me. It was it was absolutely redonkulous and uh I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's get into the officiating in this game. Riz. This was a <laughs> specimen in a Lions game in Dallas, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah, that that seems to be a recurring theme, doesn't it? And uh I was not Now now keep in mind my opinion on this is a little bit jaded because I went from this game to watching the Browns game. Right. And the Browns as as bad as you want to complain about how the officials were for the Lions, the Browns, they literally had a win taken from them in Oakland by the officials. Yep. So that sort of tempers where I'm at with the officials on this game. And the Lions did have opportunities to come back and correct the the, the officiating malfeasance, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's frustrating. It really is. It, and, you know, and we talked about this in the postgame show a little. We both know that it's not fixed and we're, we're not making that kind of an accusation or whatever. But no. No, that's you know, not, that's correct. When you work in a position uh, in in the real world, it, often you, you're in a place where you have to avoid situations that may even be construed as being um, unethical, right? And you right. look at this game and you look at how the officiating went and it's obvious. I mean, 
it maybe not purposefully, right? And and I don't think it was purposefully one sided, but it is obviously one sided and obviously bad. And now you see this happen a couple of times, twice in Dallas, right? You see how how this is playing. All the blatant ass holding that that they continued to get away with and didn't only two penalties on the day for the Cowboys. It's hard not to let your mind wander wander to that and say, God dang, this looks rigged. It, it, it gives the appearance of something really fishy. When the the refs do something so bad, I wonder, you know, often in hockey, they have those those makeup calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they yeah. get something wrong and they kind of uh, let's set it right. Let's even it out kind of thing. And, and, and in its own right, I don't agree with that. But in some ways, it's like, oh, yeah, we screwed up. Let's uh, let's try to fix it. And it's a, almost a way of acknowledging their imperfection and trying to to make good on it. This was th- th- there's none of that in this game. I would have loved to seen. A single one of those holding calls called um, any of those penalties from you know the one them. the one that got me was the uh, on the on the the passing play towards the end of the game where Harold was clearly being lifted off the ground yep. as he tried to get to Prescott. Yep, that's frustrating. But uh, you know, or a defensive okay. holding on a run play. That's you see that all the time though, right? Well, it, it, <laughs> again, it wasn't as bad as the other one. What was? What was the game where the running back got tackled? Oh, that was the Michigan game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> where, man. <laughs> where Higdon got tackled and they called him for holding. Yeah. So it's wow. – that's oh, – I yeah. didn't know they were sharing refs with the NCAA. Yeah, apparently right? they are. That's that's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, no. But, I mean, from a perspective from a Lions fan, it, it, number one, don't, don't get in the bullshit that you have to expect it because we're the Lions, right? It's just shit luck. It's not rigged. It's just the kind of shit that – it's just another thing, another brick in the wall, man. We just, as fans, have to fight through it. We got to hold them accountable when we can. Um, we're going to try to get Dean on. We'll have Dean on here uh, and talk about some of these things. So, tee those, tee those calls up, tee those, tee those plays up, and uh, we'll we'll have a good breakdown with Dean maybe in the bye week and just say what's going on, what's what's really going on here. So, we'll get to that. Any last words on uh, officiating, Riz? Well, we got the Packers this week. Don't expect it to be any better. <laughs> <laughs> at least we're in Detroit because it's always horrible at Lambeau. It's just such a wrap. Oh, when when Aaron looks up with his dreamy eyes and winks at the official and they throw the flag, even though he hadn't been touched. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Oh, Aaron, I hope you're okay. Here's the flag. Yeah. <laughs> That's I hope funny. it doesn't hit your vagina when I throw it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Riz. <laughs> I didn't expect that from you. Good stuff. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Um, you, you're thinking about getting your jersey, and you, you, you maybe, maybe you're someone who's absolutely just seen this game, and you're like, I want to abandon the Lions. I want to get – I want to get myself something for a Cowboys jersey. So you're looking for a good official's jersey. Where else would you do that? But you go to TroyLionsPodcast.com, click on the Fanatic link, and go get yourself a zebra jersey, and you too can look like you are playing for <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no, they have all kinds of great stuff there. You know, we talk about toaster time. Um, in the live show this week, We on the video, if you look on our YouTube channel, you see the toaster that Peter Von Panda sent in it made a couple of appearances um it's is it toaster time <laughs> is it toaster time is the the ongoing questions well it can't be toaster time unless you have the lions toaster so detroitlionspodcast.com it's, it's good for if you want michigan michigan state um your officiating gear so you can join the dallas cowboys whatever kind of gear you want yeah you know basketball season's kicking off hockey season is is teeing off very soon if you want a uh 
uh, Flip Zadinia Grand Rapids Griffins jersey because that's where he's going to start, and I get to watch him. It's nice. going to be fun. Nice. Go to go to Fanatics. Go you can follow the link right there, baby. Yeah, thank you, Riz. Yep, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Get Your Lions Gear link, the Fanatics link. Got a little graphic there you can use as well. A uh, great way to get your stuff and help the show. They give us a kickback, and we we love those kickbacks. Let's be honest, we're as good as the the officials themselves. All right, um, we had some breaking news this week. Uh, <laughs> I slid that in there. Um, Golden Tate. <laughs> Golden Tate involved in a car accident. This is how the the flow of the news went. First, he's involved with an accident. Second, no, he looks like he's okay. Third, it came down. No, Golden Tate, not only is he an amazing football player, but he's just a damn good human being. Uh, He he pulled over to help when someone had gotten in an accident. He wasn't even part of the deal. Riz, this guy, is is there anything wrong with him? Is there what's his flaw? What's his if you were have to to do one on one deathmatch battle against Golden Tate? Where's his weakness? I don't think he has one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound really old and fuddy duddy here. I didn't appreciate him celebrating before he got in the end zone. Get in the end zone and then celebrate. That's, that's my one. That's my one criticism of Golden Tate. Make sure your ass is in the end zone before you start prancing around like a show pony. Once you're in there, show pony it up, baby. Rub it in their face. Rub the ball on your butt and throw it at the officials. I don't care then. But make sure you're in the end zone before you do that crap. That's my one criticism of Golden Tate. Smell the roses instead of pissing in the garden all the time. (laughs) That's right. Amen to that. God, I'm old. Crap. I need to get you yelling, get off my lawn one day, Riz. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You're going to have your pants hiked up to just blow your tits. It's going to be great. So anyway, um, you know, I, I can't disagree with that. I don't think that's an old thing. We've seen a few players who celebrated early. Um, oh, who was it that dropped the ball before it was in the end zone uh, as he was running? Um that happens receiver. like once a week in college football. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, it has happened to Golden before as well when he was in Seattle. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. That's yep. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, you're you're absolutely right. absolutely right. Get in the end zone. I love the showboating. I love it. I mean, it's it's fun to watch, especially because as a Lions fan, our team doesn't get an opportunity to showboat that much. But please, please get in the end zone first. Please, please. I don't mind stopping walking but i want you to do that where no matter how you're hit you're going into the end zone <laughs> okay because <laughs> if if you screw that up man you know what's going to happen right Riz? so so he he stops he walks he showboats a little boom he gets knocked out short of the goal line right oh god that's embarrassing you know what's going to happen we're going to miss the the field goal conversion because we went <laughs> to fourth down because we couldn't get the ball across the goal line. You know that's no, you exactly know what's really, You know what's really going to happen? He's going to fumble it, and it's going to go out of bounds at the one, but the officials are going to rule that it went out of bounds in the end zone and make it a touchback oh, instead of where the ball should be. Oh, is there any way we can get a 10-second rundown in there too? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Why not? Oh, God. Oh, well. Okay. Well, Golden Tate is well and a great person. And there you go. We found oh, the chink a, what, a, what a fantastic human being he is. Yeah. That's, that, that, that was a heartwarming. Now, see, I didn't get in on the story until Tim Twentyman tweeted out that Golden Tate you know, was a good Samaritan. So that was my first exposure to the story. So I, I didn't catch the whole behind the scenes thing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. or the, the progression of it. So I, I just thought, oh, this is awesome. It was I a, didn't realize people yeah. thought that he'd been in an accident. Originally reported by user Cronkiller on the uh, on the Reddit. He saw it and uh, reported in there. And that's how the, the progression happened. But no, he's got a great foundation and, and it's probably worth, you know, plugging. Check him out on Twitter. He talks about it. He helps uh, veterans. And uh, he's he's just a really great guy. God, I love Golden. He really Tate. is. 
Oh, I want to keep him. All right, so let's move on. Let's talk about um, we we talked to, we were going to talk about progression of a couple of players. We have two players in particular we want to discuss. One of which is Jared Davis, and boy, this guy is a lightning rod, isn't he? People love him. They hate him. They, I don't know. I've been frustrated with him at times. Other times, it's like wait. And um, my one of my favorite usernames, by the way, I'm a ghost. Ooh, is his name? <laughs> he uh, he posted in the subreddit. That's brilliant, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> that's really <laughs> great. great. Um, he posted. He's he's you know Jared Davis and Zeke's catch to burn us at the end of the game. Um, let's have a discussion about that. What about Jared Davis's progression? Right, and he wanted people to hash out, and there was a good conversation around a good good thing you know going on but i know you didn't see it Riz. we purposely steered you away from it because i wanted to have this this conversation about jared davis and this catch from zeke i think a lot of people are saying that uh this is um jared's fault for for zeke's catch shouldn't you know he he really screwed up he should he wasn't covering well and the whole progression and his career and his growth from when he was a draft pick is is obviously um, shown in this this one play and summed up. It sums up the total of his progression. Um, I I no. think you're going to have some thoughts on this. I'll no. weigh in after you, Riz, because I think you you may have a little bit more. Fire no, on your that's guns. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's one play. First off, he's only out there in coverage in the slot because both Quadre Diggs and Tavon Wilson are injured and out of the game. So this is an extraordinary situation that he's not going to be in very often that he's not, he is not their slot corner. He's not the slot safety. He's not the heavy nickel, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. That, 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 that's not his job. He will not be in that situation again. So this is not something that he practices against. That's first. Second, Zeke Elliott, damn good football player. Not just a guy who can run the ball for 150 yards against everybody. He's going to do that against everybody, by the way. He's led the league in yards per game both years he's been in the league, and he's going to do it again. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to kill him for having a rough rep against Zeke Elliott. Uh, he didn't f- have safety help over the top. Right. Tracy Walker is in there. He is he's a little bit more manipulated by the the play than he should be. Mm-hmm. So you know the the normal safety help that you would expect there that you saw. When they bracketed Gronk, where he, by the way, did a really good job of helping bracket Gronk, mm-hmm. you know that that wasn't there. So this was one situation where I, I'm not going to kill him for that. That's no. there's there's too many things going on around him that aren't his fault yep. that happened on that play. So that's that that's looking too hard to criticize a guy. And there me, are plenty of other reasons to criticize Jared Davis. That play is not one of them. Let me touch on two things. First, the Tracy Walker one. The play that I think most people remember with Tracy Walker in this game is when they they hurdled him. And God, we saw that replay 156 times. Let me just tell you that, yes, Zeke tried to go over him. And he did go over top of him. But the part that nobody really focused on is that he didn't get to keep running because Tracy Walker got his arm he around made, him and took him down. He made the tackle. Yes. I don't and get, I don't, yeah. People will see so much ball. flash and then they get caught up in it. This, that was a good play by him. He absolutely stopped Zeke in, in one-on-one. That's, that's great. So you brought Tracy up. I wanted he to give him credit it, where he, it was due. He made an open field tackle on yeah. Zeke Elliott. You know how freaking hard that is to do? Yeah, exactly. And then the other one, um, we talk about the the reasoning behind what happened and, and Jared Davis being covering, covering Zeke. Let's just go back a year. You know, if Terrell Austin had still been our defensive coordinator, Coordinator Deshaun Hand would have been the motherfucker covering Zeke on that play, right? <laughs> Drop a Lodinata out there. They'll never expect it. Oh, God. I, I, oh, How much do you feel? think we're feeling the loss of Haloti? 
we're we're feeling it quite a bit in the run defense, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we saw it a little bit last year. This year, my God, Sylvester Williams, you are no Haloti Nada. No, no. All right, so I just and back to Jared. I think we are seeing growth and progression from Jared Davis. Is he first round draft pick linebacker? Jared Davis, nah, it's not what I was expecting or hoping for. Is he an absolute bust? No, I don't think that's oh. where we're going. I've heard some people allude to, well, he's in a brand new system now, and it's it's kind of like his rookie year. I can give a little bit of credence to the new system thing in year two um, because the whole defense looks to be hurting out there, to be, to be 100% honest. But uh, I think we'll be okay. I think he's going to wind up being a good, solid player. Uh, I don't think he's a bust. Uh, I think he's going to play here for a number of years. He's not going to cost us a shitload of money over the long haul, and he'll he'll just be a staple of our of our defense. That's kind of where I'm landing on, on where his his ceiling is. Yeah, I'm. First off, the the scheme change. One of the things that he he's a hustle and flow, a see it go get it linebacker. He can't do that behind this defensive line because the defensive line can't keep the the interior offensive lineman from getting out and blocking him. That's a big problem. They can't stop him from getting nine yards downfield on a screen pass either, but that's a different topic, I think. uh, Yeah. (laughs) If you're blaming Jared Davis for the ills of this defense, I'm not going to say that you're totally wrong because he does bear some culpability. But he is far from the biggest problem on this defense right now. He's one of the better players on the defense. So put that into your context of being just dis- no, he's not he has not played the equivalent of what you would want a first round linebacker to do. That's uh, you'd have a hard time finding anybody who would argue that. But is he is he Ernie Sims? No. Oh, he's God. better than that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> is is he is he Tyre Whitehead? He's been I'll say this. I, I watched Tyre against the Browns. Tyre Whitehead was responsible for two of the three, two, one of the two Nick Chubb long touchdown runs and one of these, the Duke Johnson passes that was very successful as well. He still sucks, folks. It, he didn't get better because he left. No. The, the, Jared Davis is better than those guys. He's not great, but he is not, he's not somebody that you have to go out and replace this offseason. Not, not in the least. You want, you want to get mad at a linebacker? Get mad at Christian Jones. My God, he freaking, he was awful in Dallas. He was awful in San Francisco. Uh, and, and I'll say this, and, and you all know this, I supported signing him. I was kind of excited when they signed him. I was wrong. Uh, don't, don't be as wrong as I was on, on, on Jared Davis there. Don't write him off yet. It's too early. He is still... As disappointing as he has been, one of the better players on the defense. And that's a, a greater indictment of what's going on in Detroit than just uh, what's going on with Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Uh, I think uh, you, you nailed a bunch of great points there. Let's move on to a, the other side of the ball and, and some progression we're seeing. This is the comparisons are inevitable between some of these amazing circus catches that we're getting out of Kenny Galladay. And of course, uh, fan favorite, longtime, lo- well loved player, uh, Calvin Johnson. This guy is pulling down balls. And I say that and I make myself laugh because I'm 12. But this guy is pulling down <laughs> balls that are just impossible to, to catch. And he's got them and he's landed in. He is incredible. We were talking in the offseason, if he can just make a little bit of a step up, he's he's 
he's elevated his game to another level from last year to this year. Am I wrong, Riz? Am I overstating what we're seeing out of Kenny Galladay? No, not at all. And and the crazy thing, and I actually had this conversation with Kent Platt, um, when we watched him in in training camp, we're like, I don't know, man. That's it's not looking like there's a lot of progress here. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> he has he's shown that he's he, he's either a gamer or just had a bad couple of days at practice. Yeah, my he, God, he's. He, He's been fantastic. Yeah, training camp is is great. You brought that up because I was I was like really nervous. Just so many drops that didn't seem like they weren't tough catches, right? They were just. It's like whoa, we we were expecting this guy to at least be what he was, and it's not even looking like that. And in the couple of days I was there, and then the season hits, and it's like holy cow, who is this guy? He is awesome. Now you'd mentioned in the in the pre show, and when we have the pre show show, people will be able to see this stuff. You had mentioned. Uh, about using him more in the red zone. And tell me why Jim Bob Cooter thinks you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if Jim Bob Cooter ever saw me, he'd probably throw a drink in my face. Uh, uh, no, no. He'd probably just cuddle up in his underwear. Well, that, that could be too. <laughs> he'd probably miss me with the throw based on his offensive strategizing. I don't think he's so, throwing drinks anywhere but down his throat. <laughs> He's making me throw some down my throat with his <laughs> interesting play call. So the Lions have the worst red zone offense in football. I don't know how that's possible when you have Kenny Galladay, you have Marvin Jones, you have Matthew Stafford, you have Theo Riddick back and healthy. Remember a couple of years ago how awesome he was in the red zone? Yeah. Because you, you get him a little, just a little bit in space, get him isolated where he has one guy to beat. None of that is happening right now. Kenny Galladay, with his catch radius, his you talked about his footwork, Throw some back shoulders, throw some fades, throw a little slant to him. My God, get him more involved. Uh, he's clearly capable of doing a lot more. Let's let's see him do more, please, please. Absolutely, absolutely. Get him. It's not a hot hand thing, right? He is a talented player. He's obviously shown that he can get open and he can get the ball when he when when he's not quite open. Uh, he looks he looks great out there, and we, we need to get him that ball more and open up some of these other guys and uh, and open up the field a little more. He's 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 an integral part of what this offense could be. So the way it goes, you just watch him. He's he's straight amazing. And you know, if you were to smell, spell amazing a m a z o n, it'd sound like Amazon. And I gotta tell you, Riz. Oh, oh <laughs> look at what you did there! These are wow. The first segue that's that's crazy <laughs> i love it it's like a dad joke oh god yeah you know i'm ca- i'm capable of i don't even know what i'm capable of anymore uh <laughs> apparently greatness my friend that's, that's put me great. in coach put me in <laughs> so yeah amazon we've talked about it before you guys have heard this thing why why didn't you do it you were just over there last week you you made a great purchase and, and you went straight there that's not how you do it Get a head on. You want to be amazing at Amazon? You go on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You use that uh, Amazon link right from the shop link up there. It's on your hamburger button if you're on your phone. It takes you right there. It's a couple extra letters in your bar and bada boom, bada bing, off you go. You get well taken care of and so do we. You go get all the stuff you want from Amazon. You take care of all the things you want to get. Anything. I mean literally anything except your Lions gear. You can get from Amazon. You get it shipped to your house. Bada boom, bada bing. It's great. You don't have to, you don't have to deal with people. I'm I'm doing this from Puerto Rico, and I tell you what, I hit my flight in, my my day 
it was absolute misery. And every time I get into large crowds of people, I realize why I dislike people kind of generally. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I dislike crowds, but boy, that it was like, oh yeah, good reminder here. This this trip. So here I am, right? But you, you don't want to deal with that. You go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You click on that amazing Amazon link, and you get that stuff shipped to you. There's no funny stuff, no pop ups, no nothing, and it's a great way to get the stuff that you want shipped directly to your house and take care of the show because they give us a kickback and we love those kickbacks helps keep the show free helps keep you guys uh interested in our stupid segue so uh head over to detroitlionspodcast.com use that amazon link anytime you get planning on shopping all right um from the amazing amazon stuff there's a um our nfl instead of the uh detroit lions uh subreddit came up with a pretty amazing stat and uh, TJ Titans 28 is the one that posted it. And I had heard someone kick it around, but I didn't know it was. Uh, I think this is the last two times that this happened, actually. But uh, the last time the Lions went one and three, they wound up losing in the wild card round. They made the playoffs. I mean, it would would you consider that a success this season if we did like, well, for I'm going to let you answer, then I'll, I'll have my answer for that. Sorry, I don't want to talk. I don't want to take away from, from where you want to go. But would you consider that a success this year, Riz? I, I, I got to say, right now, if we made it to the wild card round and lost, it's, I, I, I just feel like that would be a great end to a season that started out pretty fucking shaky. Hell yeah. Give me the playoffs. Playoffs or die, baby. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. This is 2016 is when this happened. They won the opener, so they were 1-0. They beat the Colts. Yep. They then lost to the Titans and then at Green Bay and at Chicago. So they actually lost to Chicago that year. They were one and three. They then won eight of the next nine games. So they went from Incredible. one and three to nine and four. Um, and, and that book ended with a win over the Bears. Uh, they then lost their last three games and lost to Seattle in the playoffs. Uh, that, that dismal 26 to six game. If you tell me that this team is going to win eight of the next nine games, I, I will never need pants again. I don't even care if they make the playoffs um, with that. The eight, winning eight out of nine games? How, where, yes, yes, give me that. That's an absolute resounding success. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's – I think that it's it's almost like a rhetorical question. <laughs> I think anything, especially if you think about the, again, we talk about the story and the story arc of a team um, after that Jets loss and then the kind of redemption story that we have through the, from the rest of the season to make it to the wild card would be an amazing uh, an amazing journey for fans to go through. And it would be, it would be a, you know, a lion's way to, to do it. And then, and then losing the wild card round. Okay, fine. Great. First year coach took us to the wild card. That's great. Hey, how's John Gruden doing as a, as a rookie quote unquote coach this year? <laughs> he He's, he's zero and four, but the refs made him one and three. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Those, and refs are doing a great job. So, yep, there it is. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Smashing. You can talk about it. But if I would say that that is a smashing success uh, if, if they wind up doing that. All right, let's start looking a little bit forward here. we got two concerning injuries. Um, we'll start with Quandre Diggs' broken bone in his hand. His return uh, time frame is uncertain as we record this. Um, this, I... <laughs> This bothers me. Every time you sign someone, they get injured. I feel like if you sign them to anything, and it just 
fucking pisses me off. But Quandre, <laughs> <laughs> he was really, really contributing this year, and and we saw we saw what happened with uh, with Zeke running, you know, that play to to that he I wouldn't even want to say he burned Jared on it, right? I mean, just just he's, he he had a great running back against a linebacker on a long pass that hadn't been, you know, on that pass they hadn't called any uh, strikes to Zeke more than ten yards all day until that one. That's that's true, isn't that weird? Yeah, it was. They they knew they knew based on what was going on, they were able to pull that out, and that was an excellent play call, excellent execution. Just to, to round back on that that topic again, they really they it was very well done. Line of hand, damn you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so here we are. Quandry Diggs obviously an impact. Him not being there. Um, what are we going to do? How do we scheme around this? Are we putting? Uh, are we got Jared Davis running as our uh, nickel corner now? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna, you're gonna see a lot more Terrell. you're gonna see oh <laughs> you'll see a lot more tracy walker which uh could be good i'm, I'm gonna reserve judgment on that i i've been somewhat impressed with what i've seen from him mm-hmm. he obviously needs to do better but he's a he's a he's a rookie yeah, so yeah. open field tackle on zeke that's that's fine. Uh, that damn straight baby you know i think we're gonna see more of uh, unfortunately more more of more linebackers on the field or more more corners on the field neither of those are a good thing no uh it's it's a loss you know the broken bone in the hand i don't know what bone he broke but typically that's like a three to six week injury so it's not something where they're going to put him on ir and with the bye coming up you know we could could theoretically see him in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. that's that's asking a lot in a club Um, right yeah yeah he he can club people like a baby seal which is (laughs) you know something that we always love to see oh my god just reminded me of a tweet (laughs) i have used that expression for years and years and years and PETA hasn't struck me down yet. So, so I'll, I'll go. I mean, you know, I'm in Puerto Rico right now doing the recording this week. And um, it's not for pleasure. But um, you just see things, you know, different things. And uh, in San Juan here, there's a cockfight arena. And it has cockfight right on the big thing. And I just tweeted today a picture of the arena and said it was a mistake to grease my zipper before I went there. But uh, anyway. <laughs> It's another Wait, they, they, they thing got me a, there. They have a legal cockfighting arena. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I, I had to take a picture. I am. You go somewhere. It's it's a cultural thing. It's not like I'm gonna do anything about it, right? I'm not buying tickets. But wow, I, I didn't think such a thing existed in even a U.S. territory. But there you go. I'm hoping That's, I can find some Cuban cigars down here. Is what I'm really hoping for. But it's a different conversation. <laughs> you you uh, just be careful while you're down there. That's. Uh, you know, my wife has been to Puerto Rico a few times. She she loves it down there, but uh, she said that you you definitely want to stay uh, stay where there's other gringos like you. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's a beautiful place. That, that uh, <laughs> that's true, by the way. If you ever go to Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> or Houston, or Dallas, or Cleveland. Santa Fe, Cleveland, just a small uh, Puerto Rico. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on to the next concerning and big injury for this team. TJ Lang, uh, this there's a couple things. This is huge, and I, I, I'm hurt both as, from in my head as a uh, Lions kind of schematic curator. I don't know. I'll make words up here and there. Uh, as, as as someone who who likes to kind of evaluate the team and and, and statistically and so on, I'm 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 really missing TJ Lang already, as we saw in this game. But then my heart, because he's such a goddamn good guy. This is the kind of injury, man. You saw him on the field. I just oh, it, oh. I hurt. I hurt 
watching him in that kind of pain. That was scary to see him like that because there was the side you could see it on his face that a, he knew that he was concussed and B he knew it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's had five or six to his own acknowledgement. That's at 31 years old. He's got to seriously think about making this, making sure that this is his last one. And I don't think anyone would fault him and nor should anybody fault him if he decides that that's enough. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll t- I've told the story on a, on a different show that I was on today, but I'll, I'll say it again. Um, I know um, former Michigan state Spartan, Brian DeMarco. Um, we, I grew up in the, in the town next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know his wife, his wife was a, she was a, I was, I think a year behind him in school, but I know his wife from, from also going to Ohio U. He's messed up folks. He's, he's in his late forties now and he doesn't always know who his kids are. He doesn't always recognize his wife. And, and that's not something that you want for anybody. So if TJ decides to hang it up, I don't want to hear a damn thing about, Oh my God, what, what a mistake we made in signing him. Hell no. Get out of that. You want the best for the man after football. He's a great guy, by the way, a Detroit native who, who, who's done well and who's going to, who has a future in broadcasting. If he wants it, he's a very gregarious guy, very with it guy. You want him to to keep that. We hope that it's not serious. We hope that it can be back in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I, I would suspect, and this is just me speculating that he is not going to play before the bye week Um, and nor should he, uh, just rule him out this week. Let him get another extra week and see what happens after that. We really hope it's for the best, but that did not look good at all. It's the brain injury on top of an existing injury where the most damage is done and it just needs to heal. We talked about it a little bit on the live show, right? And and again, you put your football head on, your your, your football business head on, and you, you say, you know, availability is a key part of a, of a person playing the game. Right. And there's talent and availability and both are key parts. You need to have both if you're going to be a great football player. Um, TJ Lang, we haven't had the availability out of him for, if you know, due to injury. It's not been a thing that's affected him throughout his career. Right. It's not something you could have necessarily predicted. Each person is different. Yeah, he's older. We signed a guy at an older age, but it doesn't happen you know, this way all the time. And uh, availability certainly has been an issue in his time with the Lions, but it doesn't make it a bad pick, uh, a bad pickup. And and you look at this with the hit that he took in the back of the head. This was this wasn't his fault. This wasn't a weakness. This was just shit luck and a crappy hit that 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 did it. There's nothing that he really could have done to avoid this injury. There's no training. There's nothing that he could have done to protect himself in this this position. That's exactly right. And, and I also, it was a freak incident. It's not something like Jalen Smith purposely did that to him right, either. Right. You know, it wasn't a dirty play. It was just a freak, freak accident. That yep. sucks. Yep. It really does suck. So I'm going to lead with my heart on TJ. Hope he comes back. Hope he, he can stay with our team and, and do well. But if he doesn't, I totally get it. Right. I mean, we talked about with, with, with Travis Swanson, right? The, the, the hits that he took, it was like, young man, just, just walk away. I, I loved him. And he was, he had a redemption arc going for a while and, and he was taking, just protect yourself, man. Just save yourself and, and, and go with it. And, uh, so that's where we are. Hopefully, TJ, whatever is the right thing for him and his long-term health, that's that's where I'm at right now, football head or, yep. or heart. So, hey, you know, let's talk about, you know, you talk about injuries, 
And um, you talk about some of the things going on with this team. And there's a lot of people that we've had to talk off the edge of the bathtub holding their their toaster. And, um, you know, we've talked about the Lions toaster before and how it's a it's a required part of any Lions fans uh, toolkit. But um, we got and we showed it on the uh, on the post game show. Peter Von Panda at YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda sent us some uh, the Lions toasters and we'll make use of those in the post games and some of the video stuff. We do a lot of fun. I have to tell you, though, um, Peter Von Panda, he, he does this YouTube channel and, and in his channel, he does all kinds of reviews. He has got the most irreverent sense of humor. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a sick and twisted individual. No, wait, let me, I, it's not a maybe. I'm a sick and twisted individual, but I think other people will enjoy his humor too. And it's not like he's not doing, you know, fart jokes or cursing or anything. He's just flipping hilarious. He's got a, 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 a the channel with all kinds of great product reviews. But even beyond that, I mean, if you're looking for just some good stuff to listen to, my, my son said, tell me about this. You, I hear you on the show. So check it out. So I took him over to the Peter Von Panda channel and <laughs> he's got a, he's got like a playlist of, of videos. Just a, <laughs> one of them is just a car fire. <laughs> and it's a, like a minute long video of him driving and you see the smoke from a car burning like a street over. It's got this real up, up, up tempo kind of folk guitar playing in the background. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It's such a non sequitur. All right. My son and I, we went through a, a whole slew of different videos he has that weren't even the product reviews and we're laughing our asses off. I mean, my son was gasping for breath. He was laughing so hard. Just really, really good stuff. And, and he, he said, I got to follow this guy. I got to watch this stuff. He's putting out like five, six videos a day of just all kinds of stuff, including product reviews. And, you know, we talk about the Amazon link. Absolutely go to youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda and check out his reviews because he's probably reviewed what you're looking for. He's, he, I mean, you need a creosote chimney log? No problem. He's reviewed one. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> it's great. So Peter Von Panda, check him out on YouTube. It's great stuff, and uh, we appreciate his support on the show. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, some roster moves. As we were putting the show together, you had said that there was a roster move that the, the Browns had made and the Lions had made one too, and I haven't even been able to look to see what that was. So you've got the the whole teletype thing. So what's going on? Lions roster move. What do you got for us, Riz? Say goodbye to D Virgin, folks. The man who couldn't keep his foot out of the end zone on the first punt of the game, which uh, would have pinned the Cowboys inside the one. Yeah. He's no longer a Detroit Lion. They have not made a corresponding roster move as of yet. Um, not on their own. Um, we, uh, we get updates in the media via email. It's also on the I, I can see the NFL transaction wire uh, as things happen and nothing's happened. So they just cut him. Um, they haven't replaced him yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess up on special teams in the Lions. That'll cost you. <laughs> Damn straight. And I'm actually looking right now. Uh, I'm going through uh, the people who report on who worked out for who. And uh, that hasn't come across yet. But I'll say this. Jordan Phillips got cut today by the Dolphins. 340-pound nose tackle who the Lions did have some interest in when he was at Oklahoma coming out in the draft. Uh, I, I won't say – I won't speculate that they're – they're interested, but I should say they should be interested. <laughs> Make it happen. There's the guy that I want. Yeah, there you go. Boy, hopefully hopefully now you look like uh, you're super prescient. And, oh, we picked him up tomorrow. We'll see. I, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, actually, and, and I, I've covered D-Virge, and he was a Houston Texan last year. Um, he won't be missed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, when I covered him for the Texans wire with the Texans, it was one of those deals where, like, he actually he actually did well on special teams for them, which so it was a little weird to see him do that. He can't cover me, so it's not a big loss here. 
<laughs> I got to tell you, going back to the the Browns game and uh, the talk we had about that, that was a really fun game to watch. Um, the Lions game was the opposite of that. <laughs> it just wasn't. I mean, even as a Lions fan, I was like, oh, God, this is just a terrible product for television right now. This is just horrible football. It really was. It was it was a draining day, man. My God, that Browns game. If, I, I, I will say this. Y'all know I am a Lions fan through and through, and I actually do whisper this. I root for the Texans more than I root for the Browns. But the Browns are so much fun to watch on a week-to-week basis. Um, If you're looking for a second team to adopt or an AFC team, uh, A, they're going to be really good at some point. Um, They really will be. Uh, If the the pain of the Lions isn't enough. (laughs) Yeah, they they got a whole lot of fun people to watch on that team. So – uh, if if you like when the Lions are on a bye week, make sure you watch the Browns that week. They might not win, but they'll they'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk really quick about your favorite player on the Browns. Safety, correct? Oh, my, my, my man, BBC. Yeah, no one likes BBC like Risden. Oh, man. You know what? You know what was great was, was when I'm watching the game and my wife's in there and, and he comes onto the screen and she's like, Oh, it's your guy BBC, and like, like she's fairly prudish, so she doesn't get what BBC, but like, like, Brian Body Calhoun. Like the, what do you mean? Yeah, or or the British Broadcasting Company. It would be like the fifth thing she'd come to. It'd be like, <laughs> like what? 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 You know? So um, <laughs> I, I tried really hard not to laugh out loud. The, that you said it'd be the fifth thing she'd come to. I'm just going to not say anything, but I I just know that I'm not. I'm saying something by not saying something. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. My face is beat fucking red right now. I respect you enough that I only make you beat red. Okay. Um, let's oh, move on. my God. <laughs> let's move on. We've got a game coming up. Oh. And boy, this. Okay. I'm I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting out of the gear just now from what I just did to you. Um, we, we've got a game that we really can win. I, I, I honestly believe that this is a winnable game against the Packers at home. Riz, what are the keys to the Lions pulling this one out? <laughs> it's gonna be tough, man. Oh, come on! Fun. They got they lost. Okay. They almost lost to the the. No, they didn't almost lost to the Bills, but the the Bills played them well, a lot better they than the shut, Bills should have played. They shut the Bills out. So <laughs> I'm trying to do something here, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I I'm I I usually think that the the Lions match up well with the Packers with with. With Diggs out, with Lang out, unfortunately, where those guys play is sort of integral to beating the Packers yeah. uh, because Mike Daniels does not get enough love from the the NFL and as a whole, mm-hmm. but from Lions fans, that guy's really, really good. Yeah. Their, their defensive front is better than you think it is. Uh, the, now, their linebackers might not be as good as you think they are, uh, especially Clay Matthews. Um, with his tentative ponytail, but they, they are, he's not tentative on, on taking penalties for sacks though. No, he's not. They're, they're a tough team folks. They really are. Um, and the emergence of Geronimo Allison as their deep threat to complement Devonte Adams is going to be a problem because Slay can handle Adams. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of that secondary going against Geronimo Allison and Jimmy Graham, um, Jimmy did Graham, catch a touchdown pass against Buffalo. Jimmy Graham, yeah. I feel like is going to tear us up without Diggs. And it, it, yep. do you think Killebrew is has any opportunity in this game to to play his hybrid position and help us, or is that actually 
going to put us in wor- a worse position? Uh, I hope so. I, I hope we see more of Jalen Reeves Maven, who I thought played pretty well um, in Dallas. So there's there's potential for that. They they have the running backs back now. Um, they have their full complement, uh, and and they're better than I think Lions fans think they are. You know, I don't want to come off as like, oh my god, we have no chance to get the Packers, but I I think the but, oh my god. <laughs> Well, and I think that there's two there's two camps with Lions fans in regards to the Packers. There are those who think that the Packers are this impervious juggernaut that we have no chance against, and then there's ones who completely disrespect them and think that they have nothing outside of Aaron Rodgers. And neither of those is true. But the the truth, unfortunately, leans more towards the juggernaut side than the the no nothing side in this particular place and time. Yeah. So it's it's um, now I'll say this. They're only favored by was it one and a half to open, which is surprising to me. I think that that shows that maybe there should be a little bit more faith in the Lions than, than there is. I don't know. Um, I, I will not be picking them to win. I will be picking the Packers to win. Um, I'll get that off the, the chance right now. You want to beat the Packers? You got to do three things. You got to outscore them. You got to not screw up on special teams, and you got to force a couple of takeaways. Yeah, that's. My keys to victory right there. I just spoiled the article. I'm ready for Lions Wire for tomorrow morning. There you go. But go Freebie. over to Lions Wire anyway. Save you a click. Go over to Lions <laughs> Wire anyway because he does a lot better job writing than speaking. Uh, no, let's. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I am all over you today. That, I really shouldn't. That's be. that's one thousand percent true. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I and I need the clicks. Either. I mean, I got a I got a 13 year old kid who's six foot four. I got to feed that thing. Oh my god! Please click. I feel your I feel your pain. I, mine's not that tall yet, but. The amount of food I have to pour down this knucklehead's throat is killing me. <laughs> so he got home from school. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. It's about 5.30. Since he got home from school at 3.15, he's eaten a box of Cheerios and two blueberry bagels. <laughs> so he's going carb-free, is that you're saying? <laughs> that shit ain't free, folks. I need a job. Help me out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Lionswire.com. Go click on now, all of Rizzo's articles. And then click on the ads on his articles, too. <laughs> yes. Now my daughter pokes her head and She's like, I'm eating too, Dad. <laughs> Dad's not making dinner. Good. <laughs> Survive. Survival of the fittest, kids. Get to work. All right. So, yeah. No, this is this is. I think I think the Lions are fully capable of outscoring the Packers. They have the weapons and the ability to do that. Yes, yes I, they do. Will they? I don't know. If Kenny Galladay gets know. some looks in the red zone, it would be even better. Yeah. The defense, I think they have the ability to stop the Packers. I really do. It's going to be tougher this week, right? But I think they have the players that can stop the get the stops or the turnovers that we need defensively. Will they do it? Will they? Which defense is going to show up this week? I don't know. That's that's the thing. I, 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 I believe this Lions team is matched well against the Packers, particularly when healthy. Um, but what we've seen is this little schizophrenia in this team, and we don't know what team is coming out. Um, if they start drawing laundry like they did in Dallas, you can write this shit off pretty quick. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They they have got to avoid the stupid penalties. Don't line up offsides. Don't don't be illegal in your procedure. Don't <laughs> <laughs> or unsportsmanlike in your conduct. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't run out of bounds and come back in bounds and catch a ball. Yeah. I have a feeling we might see that. Mm. Um, if if, if I, I actually watched the L22 today and you saw a couple of hats fly. Um, Stafford's smart enough not to throw it there. But <laughs> for the love of God, I want I want to win in the red zone this week. I want to get out of the basement. 
There's no reason this offense should be 30 seconds. There's no reason this team should be below Buffalo in anything offensive related because that offense is not as good as most college offenses right now, quite frankly. And we're worse than them in the red zone. Make that happen. Make that. That's it should, it's that's un- what I want to see. It's that's what I want to see. Yep. This, I want to see us go better. three for three in the red zone in in touchdowns. Yep. This team is a lot better than what we've seen. So um, we'll see where they what how they come out. We'll see what the scheme looks like. And I mean, the one thing we can talk about very quickly when we see Matt Patricia on the sideline coaching up that defense, he's doing what he does best. Right. And I, I just can't help but think that he's holding hands with Pasqualoni and drawing Pasqualoni into his his world of of defensive coaching, um, much like Belichick kind of for a long time brought Matt Patricia up. Right. But Matt's on the sideline with those players. He's not even watching the offense work. And I'm sure the feedback on that is hitting Jim Bob in the in, during the week. But um, I, he, he's concentrating on the, the, the area that needs the most improvement that could change the capabilities of the game the most. He's not going to him yelling at the, the wide receivers or Stafford or telling, you know, he's he's not going to coach them in, in, in uh, incremental enough uh, ability to change the game. He can do that with the defense and his focus there and his focus on his strengths, I think, can really help this team. If we can see that kind of progression from those guys and we can see that kind of growth in, in both the scheme, how they play it. This team has a lot of a lot of potential. It's still a team, though, that is made and built to outscore the competition. It's the only way they're going to win the game. They're not going to win the defensive struggle. No, we're not. And we're also not going to win a special team struggle. Oh, God. That, that's, uh, you know, that that can be an asset for the team. It hasn't been this year. Um, it, that would be a That would be a refreshing change if we got a, a nice return and some good coverage without a penalty on it. It'd be great. Big time, big time. All right, Riz. Hey, man, thanks so much for filling in for Case this week. I I, I appreciate it, man. You're 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 the best. I I do what I can. Uh, go Lions. That's oh. all I got to say. Oh, you and Billy Sims. Go Lions. All right. Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. How we can make it better. This is the community show. We want you to be involved. Also, involve your friends. Let them know about it. Tell them about the show that you like it and they should listen too. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast as little as a dollar a month anything you can separate from your wallet and donate to the show we we love it helps us out a great great deal also check us out on Facebook facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast and we're super active on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast DET Lions podcast is the very best place to see the Riz with no as we say here in Puerto Rico, sans pantalones. Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, give us a call via Skype. Sin Lions. pantalones. Sin. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Love those messages. We'll get them on, get up, think, put things on blast, and get you on the show. Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast. That way we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over with no pants.